of She Can Do It, the Empowerment Series. It's a short segment of episodes where women are sharing their stories, their passions, their purpose. Why? (laughs) To motivate and inspire you. Today's guest is Sarah Cinturella. I literally came across Sarah's Instagram profile one night when I was lying in bed and couldn't sleep. And I know you've been hearing me talk about this. I've been looking for signs from the universe. I'm a huge believer in manifestation, visualization, and well, it's like the universe gone bonked me on the head and said, Erin, meet Sarah. She is going to show you how to meet your dream man. And mark my words, she is. (laughs) Sarah's story is so powerful. And it's real. It's proof that anything is possible with a little hustle, heart, and positive mindset. All right. So I'm super excited because today I have best-selling author, life coach, empowerment speaker, and manifesting expert, Sarah Centrella on the podcast. Thank you, Sarah, so much for joining me. Absolutely, Erin. It's so great to connect with you. And thanks for giving me an opportunity to meet all your amazing listeners. Yes. Oh my gosh. I can't wait for them to hear you speak. I have been excited about this conversation since you said yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. I love that. (laughs) I know. And so as I was explaining to you, Sarah, I literally couldn't sleep the other night. I was up and it wasn't like I had anything bad on my mind. I just was like awake. I had a lot of like creative juices flowing. And I was on Instagram and Instagram Instagram is very good with their algorithm because (laughs) (laughs) right, it knows you. It does. Oh, and it knows what I search for and all that. So I came across your Instagram and I was like, why don't I know this woman? Why am I not following her? How come 150,000 or what? You know, you have so many followers. How come they know about you and I don't? And then I found myself, you know, in a time warp and I was just scrolling through your feed. I love your story and I'm hoping you're willing to share a little bit about that with my listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, again, thanks so much for having me on and I love meeting like-minded women and I love (laughs) that you alluded to kind of my story and that really is the thing that we can't kind of like go into our discussion until we set the ground with that just because it's a basis for everything I teach. It's why I'm here today. And it actually started with what I call an earthquake moment. I talk about this in my first book, which is just essentially the whole world collapses in your lap. And that is really what happened to me. It's it was 2008. But yeah, at the time, I was like married to my high school sweetheart, like together half our life at that point, married for eight years, had three kids. And he came home from work one day and I saw a text message on his phone from his apparent mistress. And it literally ended our marriage and my entire world as I knew it in like 10 minutes. He was he was in the shower when I found the text. I went in, turned the water off in the shower said, get the fuck out and don't uh-huh. come back. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Im- Im- impressive because that's not the response a lot of women would have. <laughs> you know, right? I don't, I mean, people ask me that a lot. And I think like it was 
honest to God, the only thing that came out of my mouth. I don't think that, I don't even think I said a sentence other than that. It was the only thing. And, and, you know, the universe always has our back and, and knows what's best for us. And sometimes we're unwilling to see what's best for us. And so it will just blow up our world. So we can't miss it. And so a lot of ways, I'm really grateful that that was my reaction, whether it's good, bad, wrong, who knows? Right, <laughs> but, right, right, right. Yeah. But it brought but you I, to where you are today. Yeah, and I've always trusted it. I knew that that was my absolute instinct. And I think, you know, the text message said everything I needed it to say. It actually just said, I can't wait till you're all mine, finally Ooh. free and no more sharing. Oh, my goodness. And yeah. so I was like, oh, that's beginning, middle and end right there. Like, right. that's everything a woman needs to know that a guy can't lie his way out of, mm-hmm. you know, you just know. And so it was incredibly devastating for a lot of reasons, not even that like emotional side of it from a relationship standpoint, but even more just from a tactical standpoint, because it was, you know, the middle of the recession. And so we had just lost our house earlier that year, we had just mm-hmm. filed bankruptcy. My twins were a year old, my son was five. So it was you know, already probably the most trying financial time we had ever been in with his income. I was a stay-at-home mom. And so, you know, he leaves that day and I'm sitting there going, oh my God, like we weren't even making ends meet with one income. Right. How the hell am I supposed to do it with, you know, three babies who are still like in diapers on no, like zero income. And so I think it was a moment that I had that night when I was just completely depleted, lying on the floor in the living room, just like a pile, you know, mm-hmm. uh, where I, yeah, I can only imagine. Had, yeah. Where I had like this moment of, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. I had no examples of anyone who'd ever done it before. I didn't know any single moms, never didn't have a single friend that had ever been divorced. So, and this was before social media. So it was totally foreign to me. It was sideswiped by it. And that I think is a defining moment for me because whatever you want to call that voice inside us, our intuition, God, universe, whatever name you want to give it, really just came back and just said, well, you know what, what if you can, like, what if you can figure it out? What if you can survive this? What if you can live, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's all I needed. I think I was down so low that I just needed the possibility of hope. Right. So So then that's kind of where it started. So then what were your next steps? Like, how did you just like, put on your big girl panties and like, go, I got this and and have the power in the in the will to like get out of bed every day and, and just know that this life that you had was basically ripped out from underneath mm-hmm. you. <laughs> the simple text message, you know, right. And I think the part that was the most shocking, especially in the first, you know, couple months was the slow kind of realization of the ripple effect, something like that Mm -hmm. has, you know, to the point where, like I said, it goes so much further than just the relationship and even the impact it has on your kids. It's, it's every thought you've ever thought about your future. Right. right? So, you know, I've been with them since I was 16 years old. So every plan I ever had since I was a remote adult, you know, like a teenager involved him Him. and the future Mm -hmm. we were planning together. And so, when that's gone, it just wipes the slate clean, which can be super obviously devastating. But I think for me, because I kind of had even that thought of hope, I was just like, well, shit, (laughs) clearly I have to start all over again. Right. Completely have no idea what I'm doing in any area of my life. I mean, it changed 
how you can be a mom. It changed your identity. It changed, like everything was changed. And so I was like, well, then I'm just going to invent it. I'm just going to make it up because I have no examples, no idea. Right. Fake it and till that, you make it. Yeah. And that was really <laughs> what I did. I, I made my first, what I call future board. And uh, you had mentioned when we were chatting before that you had watched Oprah and seen her vision boards. And that was actually mm -hmm. where I had first learned about them as well. And so kind of after he left and I sold everything we owned to like move into an apartment, I started thinking about like, okay, well, who is this woman I want to be? And what does she look like? And if she's successful, what does that look like? And, you know, what does it mean? What car does she drive? Like, where does she vacation? And so I just made it up like that. But I started from a very different viewpoint than any other vision board I've mm -hmm. ever heard of, which was I started from the best case kind of scenario and started defining it visually. And so I went from that kind of viewpoint and just did a 360. I was like, okay, then if she's successful physically, what does she look like? Mm -hmm. How does she dress? How does she carry herself? Where does she work? What does she drive? And I totally did like a third person because it was so far-fetched for me that I couldn't even like imagine myself in that life. You know what I mean? I had right. to totally detached. I was like, this right, fantasy right. chick who yeah. has her shit together. <laughs> you know, yeah. if I could be uh -huh. her, this is what I would dream of being. And honestly, that wound up being one of the biggest secrets that I teach now. And the reason why it works so well. And so I went from him leaving no income on food stamps, selling everything we own, including like wedding rings to a year and a half later, having an amazing job in corporate sales, working my way up. I'd gotten two promotions by that time. And I'd started traveling for work. I'd started manifesting. I manifested over half that board in the first 18 months. And so it was wow. just like a dramatic different life, you know, uh -huh. in a really short period of time. And then that was kind of when I was like, well, wait a second, what I'm doing is obviously working. It was just so shockingly obvious that, you know, even people who my coworkers were like, wait, wasn't that a picture on your board? <laughs> and I'd be like, what? <laughs> you know? Okay, so it's interesting because I have made a few vision boards, and now obviously mine are going to be future boards. Yes. And so for all my listeners, the second that I found Sarah, the next morning I ran out to Barnes & Noble and I bought future boards. And I know future boards Yay. is actually the second book that you wrote. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I got to go backwards and I got to read um, Hustle, Believe, Receive. But what is the difference in your mind between a vision and a future board? So the biggest thing for me way back in 2011, when I started calling it a future board was words matter, like a lot, mm -hmm. right? I'm a huge believer in words. So when you do get hustably received, you'll notice that say it, uh, there's eight steps to kind of my entire method for success or for changing your life. Um, future words was number five and say it is number three. Okay. So right off the bat, back when I was just trying to figure my life out, I'd, I'd never read a self-help book, but I was like starting to piece together the, the fact that words were really predictive because mm -hmm. I could see how they had predicted a lot of negative stuff in my life before that. So I was like, mm -hmm. well, if they predicted negative, then common sense says they can probably predict positive. And so I was like, well, it's not a vision. It's not like a wish. It's not a dream. Like this is some real shit, man. <laughs> like this is my future. <laughs> right, you know? right. And I also felt like it was very declarative. It, you know, there, it really takes the question mark out of it which for whatever reason, and when you get to the part in the book where you're making your board, you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. There's just some switch that happens 
where you let go of your timelines, you let go of the exact how, and you are all in. And you're like, this is 100% the life I'm going to live. I don't know at what point these various experiences are going to come to me. Mm -hmm. But you know what? I'm okay with that. I'm okay if I experience this yacht dinner party in 15 years or if I experience it next month. Like either way, it's going to be a great time. Right. You know, and so that was really like the first time I started saying, you know what, I'm just going to make up my own thing. I'm going to call it this because it was more accurate. And then after the first one manifested, I was like, okay, so that really did predict my future in a creepy way. Right, right. <laughs> I was like, that's creepy. So yeah, so now I call it my superpower. I can predict my future. You do have a superpower and, and I love that you're sharing it with others. And it's funny because I have made three future boards, you know, within the last few years. And sometimes you don't even realize that you're manifesting what you put on mm -hmm. your board until you go back, obviously, and take kind of, you know, a recollection of like the different things. And you're like, oh, well, actually, the universe delivered bigger and better and th right. than what I even and, and I've gotten that from your book so far, too. So one of the things that I was most interested about in reading, and I think I'm already on the chapter, is I have had great success in manifesting my career goals. I, mm -hmm. I manifested the house that I am recording this podcast from with an office where I can, you know, yeah, yeah. achieve my goals. Like these things are coming true and they they are strictly because I put out the request to the universe and, and I had that supporting stuff on, on my future board. The one area of my life, which, you know, the top is the main topic of this podcast is love. And I've mm -hmm. always wondered why I can do it in all these other aspects of my life, you know, even health goals, that type of thing. But when it comes to a man, <laughs> mm -hmm. I have trouble. Yes. And I just got to the chapter about I'm Locked. not... Yes. Yeah. I was like, there you go. Uh, <laughs> That's why. Because yes. it was the it's the place that you haven't worked through those blocks yet. Like you worked through it in other areas, you worked through it in health, you worked through it in finances and all right. of that. You just haven't got to the place where you're ready to work. And, and you probably are now, you know what I mean? But that's probably yeah, why Yeah, and I am the loving the homework assignments in there. You made it a big point to say the homework assignments in the book are very important. Non-negotiable. Exactly. <laughs> and so I took that very seriously and I've been Good. giving, you know. It makes me so happy. <laughs> I, I should show. to me, like people actually really are. Like the first one I said the same thing and everyone would be like, yeah, I loved your book. I'm like, awesome. How was the homework? They're like, uh. Oh. So this one, I think I said it in every chapter. I was like, bitch, if you don't do the homework, you are not <laughs> allowed to read the next chapter. <laughs> I love that. But it's so true. And like, the hard part is you do have to put forth the work. And sometimes thinking about these things is not the most comfortable or right. fun way to spend your evening. But honestly, just getting to that chapter, thinking about my roadblocks, thinking about what you just mentioned with the language mm -hmm. is huge. huge. Yes. I so, bet you'll also see a lot of self-sabotaging behaviors once you start to dig and uncover the things that you consciously absolutely did not think you were, like you were consciously doing one thing with intention, but the underlying belief was contradicting that. And so your results match the underlying belief. And it's most of the time when we're talking about blocks, especially with people who are working on themselves, I would say, right, who are conscious mm -hmm. and really trying to make effort, 
they don't understand. And, and I can say this because I was the same way. I didn't understand. I was like, why am I working so hard to change all these aspects of my life? And I'm getting some results, but I know I should be getting 10 times the results for the amount of effort I'm right, putting in. Right. And it was really because I didn't understand the difference between kind of the top layer and the underlying belief. And it's the underlying belief that will manifest every time. So if you have relationship based, if you have any beliefs of like men are untrustworthy or they can mm-hmm. be shady or mm-hmm. it's all red flags or <laughs> there's no yes. good men out there or um, literally like fill in the blank. There's a thousand of these that us women walk around with. Are right? you in my head? <laughs> <laughs> right. So you have to understand that what is going to manifest for you every single time is confirmation of that. It's going to confirm that because that's the only thing you've asked the universe for. Right. You've said, I believe that men cheat, or I believe that men leave, or I believe that they're shitty. Then the universe is going to be like, okay, here's a perfect (laughs) example of asshole. (laughs) Go ahead and date him because you asked for one. You believe that's what you are. So here you go. So the beautiful thing is, is like, what I love about this is it's really just common sense. It's like, if you can understand that that is true, just from our own lives, we all have those examples, then the opposite has to be true. Right, Which right. just means it's going to take some effort to change that belief. So you have right. to go around saying things like, men are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I believe yeah. that men are loyal <laughs> and would never cheat on me. <laughs> so I'm assuming as I keep reading through this chapter, you're going to provide some helpful hints because I know you did this in terms of money and manifesting mm-hmm. money and abundance in that regard, you know, to kind of change your thought process. Because when you've said these things to yourself or your subconscious is saying these things, you know, and you're not even really realizing right. it's it's transacting in the back of your brain, yeah. you have to kind of find a way to correct that or when a negative thought comes in, have something positive to replace it with. Yes. And if you can just kind of even understand the basic principle of what I say I'm going to get, you know, so let's say you go out on a date and the guy is freaking amazing, right? Mm -hmm. Like everything, you just have the best date ever. And then you go home and you analyze it. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) Or you like cyber stalk him or whatever. And you're like, well, Mm -hmm. maybe that could be a red flag in six months. That Mm -hmm. could be a red flag in two years or whatever. You're already projecting this belief system that's underneath, it's like a little volcano that's underneath and it's trying to ruin maybe this soulmate the universe finally delivered to you, right? So those beliefs are literally making you do things that will ensure the soulmate's like deuces, I'm out. Right, right, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So the easiest way to start changing that is to start working on the belief and just say, Mm -hmm. I believe that the universe is gonna send me someone good. Why would it send me someone shitty? Right. Yeah. So if I believe that, then that means the next person that comes into my life, he might not be Mr. Right, but guess what? He's going to get me one step closer to Mr. Right because he's going to maybe teach me how I need to be treated. Maybe he's going to be like totally respectful and amazing. Maybe we don't have chemistry, so that piece is missing, but I'm going to take from this what I need. I'm going to glean and soak it up and say, thank you universe for showing me that there are great men that fit like two of my 10 items. Yes. Awesome. Uh Right. And then the next one, I call them like first pancakes, right? Like they're all, (laughs) they're all teaching you. Yeah. And here's what, if you look at it like this, like they're getting you ready for your soulmate. 
That because is true. Because you cannot land your soulmate first go around. You're going to fuck that up. Right. Well, like, dude, you know I, I probably already <laughs> have fucked it up once or <laughs> twice. But it's Trust funny that you say oh, this. Good, you know? Yeah. And I think, too, like, you have to not only be ready, but you have to be, like, ready mentally, emotionally, physically, all of those things. And then also, when you're kind of in the zone, like, when the you're – what do you want to call it? Like in the vibe with the universe and stuff. And, and you start to notice like signs, like to me coming across your profile, being introduced to you, getting your book, like that's mm -hmm. a sign, right? That's yeah, like, okay, Aaron, you're, you're on the right path, but like, little omens. <laughs> yes. Like this is getting you closer. Like, I think what you just said just totally rang true for me. So I, I did go on a date, um, just this last week and I met a man and like you mentioned, he has a lot of things on my list that were like, Perfect. And then there was a couple of things that I was like, okay, but it's just like that little thing that keeps the hope alive. You yeah. know what I mean? And so I can only imagine if I can change those negative thoughts and I can, you know, kind of expel those myths that I've led myself to believe and replace them with positive thoughts and have that mimic, you know, the hard work that I'm doing with the homework assignments in your book. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to well, be a force to be reckoned with. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there's a couple of things with that. So when you come home and you kind of analyze and you're like, wow, you know, maybe he has 50% of kind of like mm -hmm. what I'm looking for, but there's like two things I really don't like. And the rest are kind of like, I'm not sure about try as hard as you can. You give it another date and you say, I'm going to go through this other date, focusing only on what I like. Only Ooh, that's it. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to say, I see you other thoughts. I recognize duly noted, mm -hmm. so we're not like going into it stupidly, right? But I'm choosing to focus on this and just give it a shot, you know? And maybe you have two or three dates and you're like, oh, the chemistry just really isn't there or whatever the, the right. thing is, right? No harm, no foul. He's probably going to be a really good guy. He'll probably wind up being a great friend. Mm -hmm. Maybe you'll even get some good feedback from him, whatever, you know? Yeah. Maybe he's going to introduce you to his best friend who winds up being your soulmate. You don't know. Right. 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 But, yeah. if, but if you're only focusing on those negatives, then what are you going to see the next day? Oh my God. It's going to be a red freaking neon sign <laughs> on his forehead. That will be the only thing you see. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. This is so good. So that's kind of part one. Part two is also really pay attention to your absolute gut instincts as well. So if your gut right away is waving a gigantic red flag and saying, this is actually not a manifestation, this is your underlying belief manifesting your same pattern, mm. right? So that's mm -hmm. the big thing. And you, I think all of us women can kind of recognize what our type is or our pattern is. So if you've manifested that guy more than twice, we all know who that guy is. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We've all had one, right? Yeah. If you've manifested him more than twice, you better take some time out and do some deep soul searching and correct your trajectory and then try again. For because sure. otherwise you're just going to keep getting him and getting him. And then what happens? You're going to, your belief is going to be so reinforced. It's going to be a thousand times harder to change. Totally. So, but it, so if this new guy does not look like the old guy, that's great. That means you're already manifesting new. He doesn't have to be perfect yet. Yeah. Or the one, it just is reinforcing to you. Yes, you are on the right path. You're choosing yeah. well. I think I am. And I think I think the more I accomplish in this book, too, I mean, I love stuff like this because the proof is in the pudding. And I mean, I'm seeing it in your journey and how far you've come. And, you know, some of the stories, you know, that I really enjoyed reading are the things that you've manifested with your children. So like mm -hmm. your trip to Italy, your trip to London and Ireland and Scotland, and then probably the one that resonated the most with me 
is your son's desire to go to a Ravens game. Yes. So that story, like, literally had me choked up. Like, it's like because I huge football fan. So mm-hmm. I'm a Chargers fan. And I know the feeling of, like, being on the field. I, I know when, like, you look up to, you know, these players yeah. and your heart is just in it. So can you tell me kind of, um, you know, or tell the listeners about these things that you've been able to manifest? Because I think a lot of people can be a little bit skeptical about this. And I've even gotten in debates with people over – you know, Aaron, why are you trying to concoct your future? Like that's, you know, Mm -hmm. should be left in God's hands or whatnot. And I try to say, you know, like, I'm not trying to be a puppet master here. I am just trying to put myself in the best path possible to achieve the things that I want to do. Because I can say I want to run a company, be a CEO one day. But if I do nothing to help in that process, you know, it's not going to (laughs) happen. Yep, exactly. Well, I actually just put a post up this morning on my Instagram where, and I I constantly am reiterating this because I swear most people just don't really get it. You can't ever live an experience that you haven't identified. You Mm. can never achieve a goal that you haven't identified or written down or put out into the universe. You're never going to be the CEO if you haven't told someone you want to be a CEO or haven't written down your plan. And so most people are way too afraid to put any of those dreams out there because there's just like this stupid thing out there that's like, oh, I'll jinx it if I say it or people will Mm. shoot it down or whatever. It's like, man, if that's your dream, you have to know that step one, step one, no matter what comes after step one, step one is always, always, always going to be identified. Mm -hmm. So if you don't identify, you don't have a chance in hell. Yes. And so People just don't get that kind of basic correlation. They're walking around with dreams that they're not willing to talk about, that they're not willing to put out there, that they're holding either so close to the vest or have buried so deeply that it, it's you know not even there. So for me, I looked at it the other way. I look at it like if I make a future board that visually shows me everything I've already decided I want, right? It already shows mm-hmm. me who I want to physically be, what type of love I want in my life, the things I want to do with my family, where I want to live, what my career aspirations will look and feel like when I'm there. And those are all very big distinctions I just mentioned with my right. board. So mm-hmm. you notice I didn't say I go through a magazine and rip out pictures of Ferraris. Yeah. <laughs> I've gone right. through and I've decided what matters to Sarah. Mm-hmm. And then I've identified that through a picture. So we've identified the visual in our mind just by thinking about it. So you have a visual of your dream home in your in your head right now, even if you've never thought about it before. All I have to say is dream home and you can start putting it together in your brain. Yep. You have a visual of your dream company, even if it's very faint right now, right? Mm-hmm. So it only makes sense that then I would go look for a picture that's in sync with what's already in my head. I don't want a random picture. I don't want just any mansion. It needs to be my mansion. It needs to be the one that I would want, like the kitchen that I want to cook dinner for my family in. Because once you do that, then everything is in line. Everything is synced up. And that's why it works so, so incredibly well. So what, what the vision is, is it's clarity for what you're building and where you're going. Because if you don't have that clarity, you're going to live the same life over and over and over again. Your life will be Groundhog Day. Seriously. Yeah. And you can identify those 
that pattern in, in people. And I see it a lot. So I, I'm in sales is, is kind of like my real job right now. And so I go in and I, um, I cover 32 states. So I'm always traveling. I'm always meeting new people. But you know, when you go in and you try to consult with somebody on their business, you can already tell if they're set in their ways or mm-hmm. if they're open for some, you know, constructive criticism or some feedback. And you just know within the first couple seconds if that person's going to be willing to make a right. change or do the work. So that kind of leads me to my next question, which is like, this is free. This doesn't cost anybody right. any money. I mean, you know, having these these tools, like f- for me, like getting your book, like that's next level. And, and that's a minimal investment in myself and in, in my future. But why when this kind of theory or process is out there, why do you think more people don't gravitate to it? And even if they're skeptic, you know, give it a try. <laughs> oh my God. That is the most frustrating part of my life. I will tell you right now with it, hands down, it makes me want to slam my head through a wall. And you're so living proof. <laughs> but I'll, I'll tell you, you know, the difference between how you view any of this stuff the way that you and I do and the way that I know many of your listeners will is if you have a dream or you know that your life deserves more, mm-hmm. um, that you deserve more, that you want more, you know, I think every single human on the planet should want more. That's not selfish. That's right. not narcissistic. That's mm-hmm. not, doesn't make you a bad person. It makes you want to evolve and change and grow. And the people who don't, literally nothing you could tell them, nothing you could show them, nothing you could do is ever going to change their mind. And I had to be okay with letting those go. And that's why I put homework in both of my books. I'm a huge believer of, you can read all the self-help books in the world, you can go to every conference, you can listen to every podcast, and if you're not implementing even 1% of what you're learning, all of it is nothing, it's just noise. Right. And we don't don't need more noise in our life. You know, it's not doing us any good at all. And so I'm like, if you read a chapter and something spoke to you, then I need you to figure out how to translate it into your life. And so that's why I've worked real hard on on making homework that helps us do that because that's where I think most people, including myself, was stuck. I didn't Right. I had I had to figure all this out. Literally everything I teach is stuff that I've done mm-hmm. and kind of how I've life hacked it, if you will. And then I realized, wow, there's a lot of people out there like me who needed it broken down that simply. Who right. needed, you know, kind of a step by step, just simple, basic. Yeah. And it's kind of like having a a trainer, like if you're, you know, working out and trying to lose weight, you know, you can push yourself and get so far and motivate yourself. But then if you have this other element, like a coach, you know, like a life coach who's like, Mm -hmm. hey, have you thought about it this way? What if you asked yourself these questions, you know, and and it just kind of pushes you and, and takes you to that next level, you know, so that I mean, that's what it's doing for me right now. So if my listeners, when when they decide they're ready to join this process, how do they find you and how do I see you live? How do I attend one of your speaking events? Yes. So um, everything you ever want to know is on sarahcentrella.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at sarahcentrella. So the books are there. Um, I do workshops. I'm actually kicking off uh, a tour on the West Coast. I live in Portland, Oregon. So we're starting there. We're doing Seattle. Los Angeles and Las Vegas in January and February. Um, And then hopefully Midwest and East Coast after that. So those are half day masterclasses. I am all about getting the work done. I'm not about fluff. So I would 
actually say I'm not even a motivational speaker. I'm more of an empowerment. I'm like, give you the tools, let's figure it out. So that's what these are. If you come, like come with a notebook, come prepared mm-hmm. to work, and we're going to start cracking the code like in the room. <laughs> Amazing. Well, I love that you said Los Angeles. So Oregon is part of my territory. So I Perfect. am there a lot. I'm usually in Medford, but <laughs> yes. not that far I'll be from in LA. Yeah. But LA is great. So when is the LA date? LA is the 8th of February. February yes. 8th. And then okay. the 22nd is Vegas. Okay. Uh, the 19th of this month, January is Portland. And then uh, we have Seattle on the 26th. Amazing. But Erin, I have a little homework assignment before we hop off. Oh, you ready? Okay, awesome. Yes, I'm ready. This is for you and your listeners specifically. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So I want you to write a letter to your future husband. Ooh, okay. Yes. That just gave me chills. Okay. All right. And so there's a couple parameters, as you know, my homework has some parameters. So I want it to be into the future of your relationship and you're writing it in present tense. Okay. And maybe it's like the morning of your five-year anniversary or something. So the relationship is set, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's not like the day you get married. Like it's, it is what you want a relationship to be long-term, mm-hmm. right? And so you're writing it present tense to him as if you were writing him a letter that day that he was gonna like find on your you know, bedside. You're just pouring out your heart, telling him all the things you love about him, the things you love about your relationship, why you're glad that he's in your life, why you're glad that you waited to find him until you were Mm -hmm. ready, Mm -hmm. and how amazed you were that he did come into your life. Okay. You know, so really start to think about what it feels like to be there already. Awesome. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, I am going to do this homework assignment and then I can't wait for the day. Well, hopefully I'm going to meet you in LA on the on the 8th. I'm going to yes. check my calendar as soon as we're done here. But regardless, I'm going to tell you when all of this comes to fruition because it Heck will yes. and I oh, believe it will. will. And so yes. I, I cannot wait for that day. So thank you so much for your time, for your insight, for your wisdom, and just for sharing your story. It is so powerful. And I hope you know you've touched not only me, but now you're going to touch so many more people. And for that, I just, I thank you immensely. Thank you, Erin, so much for having me on. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks for tuning into your Such a Catch. Isn't Sarah the ultimate boss babe? I have no doubt that the process she laid out in future boards, paired with my homework assignments and the one she gave me today, is going to lead to the man of my dreams. Hustle, believe, receive. If you want to start planning your future with Sarah and I today, simple, get the book. (laughs) I grabbed mine at Barnes and Noble because I wanted instant gratification, but girl, it's on Amazon. You can snag it there. Then you know what you got to do? Then you got to reach out to me at erin at yoursuchacatch.com. We can chat about the homework assignments, any aha moments you discovered, and we can ultimately be in awe together when our dreams become a reality. Because the universe will deliver. I believe that wholeheartedly. Did you love the episode? Feel free to drop me a rate or review on Apple Podcasts. This episode could just be the sign from the universe that you needed. 
Also, follow me at You're Such a Catch on all social media platforms. Next week, I welcome Catherine Soholtz to talk about a sensitive subject for women, but one that is finally getting some attention thanks to Amy Schumer. She lives her life like an open book, just like I do. <laughs> Catherine delivers some advice about infertility, IVF, and provides her perspective on freezing your eggs. I can't wait for her to share her experience, her wisdom, and her hope with all of you.